This is Monday, October 22nd. You ever feel like if you had just a little more money, most of your problems would be solved? It's tempting, isn't it? Money can buy things. Money has power. Money can solve problems. We have to have it to live, but it's more than that. It's almost magical. I think that's the problem. That's how it can hold sway over our hearts. We can find ourselves devoting way too much thought to it, and it can drive our world so that everything becomes a cost-benefit analysis. So how am I going to get out of that, that trap? That's what we'll be looking at this week, seeing how the gospel changes our perspective of money. Now, I know the feeling at this point, it feels awkward to talk about money. It feels like we've moved into an area that's private and, and really off-limits. That's my business, and it's none of your business. So let's move on to something else. But this is precisely why we need to see how the gospel comes to bear here. Perhaps, just perhaps, this is why Jesus talked about money more than any other topic besides the kingdom of God. He knows the snare it can be in our lives. He knows that it can take our hearts captive and imprison us in fear. And his desire is to set us free. Now here we turn to our text for today, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, when Jesus was teaching, there was great uncertainty in the economy at that time. Perhaps we feel that today. But then the Jewish people lived in an occupied land, one under the heavy hand of Rome. Taxation was unjust and crippling. There was deep insecurity and hope was flagging. With fear, people looked to money as their hope. And in Galilee, people were poor. They had few resources. One way they could protect their resources from being seized was to bury their money in the ground for safekeeping. That way, robbers couldn't find it and steal it. The Romans couldn't seize it. Now, it's not uncommon today, all these years later, to find hidden stashes in the ground in the Middle East. What is interesting is how those coins look after all these years. Jesus warns about storing up for yourself treasures on earth. In truth, our money cannot keep people we love from getting sick or dying, or protect us from that either. Also, our resources are subject to depreciation and loss. I remember years ago buying the library of a man who had spent decades collecting books, and his collection was stunning. But it had not been stored properly in an air-conditioned storage unit, and so many precious volumes had been damaged or destroyed. It was heartbreaking to see. But this is just what happens to our possessions over time. Yet we can believe that our resources can keep us secure. They will take care of us. But it just isn't true. So Jesus says, forget about storing up treasures here that will not last into the coming kingdom of the Father. 
The kingdom is coming, and what will you have then? As we listen to Jesus, we can see a radical transformation that he brings to the way we view our money. Now, before we come to faith, we trusted our money to take care of us. We focused on finding a security in our wealth and resources that we expected to protect us when the day of need comes. But Jesus reveals that our provision from the beginning has come from our loving Father. He created our world in such a way that we would be provided for. And then he gave us life and the ability to work. He gave us the years we have enjoyed and the intelligence that we have. These are all gifts from God. He has always been our provider, even when we could not see it. Now, my question as I hear Jesus is, well, what does it mean to store up treasures in heaven? How can I do that? Of course, the Jewish people said that storing up things with God meant doing good works. Later in Jesus' sermon, he said, Seek first the kingdom and God's righteousness. This means always living our lives with an eye on God's kingdom, not as a means to gain our place with God, but because through Jesus we already have his love and a place right there with him. Here's the parallel text from the Gospel of Luke. Notice how the teaching from Jesus begins. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches, no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. That's Luke chapter 12, verse 32 to 34. Yes, because he has made us part of his kingdom, because the kingdom is ours by gift, we have nothing to worry about. We have every reason to serve and give and also love others. It makes one wonder what our lives would be like if we lived in all things for the glory of our king and as subjects of his kingdom. It's then that everything looks different. Storing up treasures in heaven is living our life toward God in everything. And that's what Jesus is calling us to. Not just as a means of security. We have our security already in him through the gospel. But a means of being able to serve along with God for the sake of his kingdom. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for your provision for us that at the dawn of creation, you caused our world to flourish, giving us everything we need. Help us to trust in you. Give us a security that comes from seeing your love for us in Christ. For we pray in his name. Amen.